you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the 8th Psalm. Psalm 8. Psalm 8. <clears throat> David is the uh, writer here under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God. And so he says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. When I consider the heavens and the work of thy fingers and the moon and the stars, that which thou hast ordained, here's the question. What is man? He says, that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man, that thou visitest him. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and all the beasts of the field, and the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passes through the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Father, we do acknowledge you as our heavenly Father, and we do say praise your holy name for who you are, because you are excellent. Your name is excellent. Everything you've created is excellent. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us not to mar that image that you have created. And God, we'll love you and thank you for all you do in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. There was a question that Jesus asked. In fact, the question's in Matthew 22, verse 42. He said, who do men say that I am? And the disciples began to answer. But another occasion, the Pharisees heard him say, hey, what, what, what do you think about Christ? Well, they began to stagger around and stumble around and not really knowing what to say. But when you look at that, the wrong answer here, what think you of Christ, means where are we going to spend eternity? What think you of him? Well, he's my savior, okay? Or I don't really know him. So in Psalm 8, 4, uh, the, the, there's a question that's asked. It's probably the, the uh, second most important question. What is man? What is man? And uh, that, that God would even be mindful of him. Well, we know we're going to find out through the scripture today as we look at three kings. Um, King Adam, King Jesus, and King David. But when I think of what is man, okay? I stand before you as a man, okay? You could also say what is woman? What is a boy? What is a girl? What is this human thing that's walking around? And, um, you know, there's a lot of questions about what we are, who we are. Um, is man only a highly developed uh, animal? This was what Darwin had to say. Or an undeveloped child, Freud, that's what he had to say. Or maybe only an economic factor, said Karl Marx. Well, if you rotate over in the scripture in Luke's gospel, chapter 15, this is what Luke has to say. And, and he gives us three pictures. The animal, he talks about the lost sheep. He talks about economic factor, the lost coin. And then he talks about the spoiled child that is the prodigal son. Now, it doesn't matter what I think of you or what you think of me, but it makes all the difference in the world what God thinks of you and me. So, what is man? What is woman? Well, when you look at us, we are muscle, 
We're tendons, we're ligaments, we're nerves, we're bones, we're blood, we have a heart, we have a brain, most of us. We have skin that covers all this up. But then what about the senses? Hey, top of my list is seeing, being able to see clearly, smelling, touching, hearing, tasting. What is man? This is what we are. We're all made up of this same stuff. I made a phone call this week and asking permission for someone that I thought specially very much of, and I didn't want to put their name in my new book without permission, and I, oh, they thought it was funny. They said, yeah, go for it, but when they called, I left a message, and it was probably a day and a half later before they called me back. Reverend Owen, what you need? I said, well, to start with, I'm dying and needed blood 24 hours ago. I said, no thanks to you, you didn't call. Oh, I, surely you didn't. I said, no, I'm just joking. But that blood that runs throughout all of our bodies and our heart and our brain and uh, reading up all this stuff about my eye, talking about the, the brain has to send a, a message to my eyelids to blink, okay? Isn't that, that's fast, isn't it? And the Bible talks about Jesus going to come back in a twinkling of an eye. That's faster than the brain can tell the eyelids to blink. That's quick. That's fast. But what is man? Well, when we look at what man really is, um, you think about all the majestic glory here when he says, Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name. Your name is above every name. Of all the names in the world, when... when uh, Jesus was born, and Joseph said his name is Jesus. And the same thing with, with Zechariah. They said his, he said his name is John. He said that was all planned out way before they ever arrived on the scene. And I think about names so many times. You know, where do these names come from? And uh, Lynn and I every morning read the missionaries' names on their birthday and I'm thinking, how in the world could anybody name a child such a name? I mean, I feel for the child trying to spell a 14-letter name. You know, hey, I'd have to abbreviate that thing to get along as far as I got. I'd have to abbreviate it. But life's second most important question is what is man? Well, let's think about King Adam. He was created in the image of God. And God said, it's not good, Adam, that you be by yourself. I'm going to create your helpmate. So he created a woman. Brought her to the man and he said, she shall be called woman because she was taken out of my side. Those two beings were perfect. You get that? A per- how, how would you like to have a perfect wife? Now ladies, I know your husband's perfect. You don't have to tell me. He told me. How would you like to have a perfect husband? How would you like to have a perfect wife? I mean, everything going well. That's, that's what Adam and Eve ha- had. Hey, everything just right. She didn't have to ever hear, well, my mama didn't do it that way. Boy, that's the last thing you want to say. My mama, hey, you don't live with your mama no more. Well, she didn't have to listen to that. They were perfect. God created them that way. Hey, here's the garden. All you guys got to do is take care of it. Help yourself to any and everything in this garden. But don't mess with a tree in the middle. Satan didn't like that. <clears throat> he done got kicked out of heaven anyway. So he didn't like it. 
So he comes down. He goes to where they are. You see, you don't have to go where the devil is, right? He comes to where you and I are. So he comes to where they are. And they say, hey, everything looking good around. You guys got it made, looks like. Yeah, we, we doing real good. Yeah, but I want to ask you a question. Have you, have you even been by that tree over yonder in the middle? Man, I've been by it. It's something else. You, you just ought to go. Adam, no, I'm not going. God said we didn't need to go. And all the time, Eve's slipping away. Here she went. No, we can't blame her. If Adam had been the kind of man he's supposed to be, he'd been keeping his eye on his woman. Hello? It is my business to know where my woman is. And it's her business to know where her man is. When we got cell phones, first got cell phones, Lynn said, I have never felt this close to you in my life. I just dial up a number and there you are. And I'm going to get this now. Hey, I'm not going this far yet. I'm watching other people. I don't even know what you call it. You can dial up somebody and they'll be looking at you and you looking at them. What's that called? This is it, ain't it? It's time for the face to come up, and here you go. Y'all remember when we were in Africa? You did that? Is that what you're doing, wasn't it? We could see y'all. You know, you know. Well, the devil wasn't happy. He saw to it that Eve was enticed. She brought it home to Adam. He partook, and all of a sudden, <clears throat> they discovered something they had, they had had ever since they were created. Naked. There's naked. They didn't have nothing on. Didn't bother them. But when their eyes were opened because of the forbidden fruit, they saw they were naked. And the Bible says they sewed fig leaves together to hide their nakedness. They not only had to hide from the nakedness, which was sin in their eyes then, they hid from God. Let me tell you something. They thought they hid from God. You cannot hide from God. I don't care where you go, what you do, you can't hide from God. You can't run from God. Whichever way you run, he's already there. You're going to run into him. So you can't hide from him. So God comes in the garden. Adam, somewhere are you? Can't you imagine? The Bible don't say it. Can you imagine Adam punching Eve? I told you. I told you he'd be here. You wouldn't listen. Now we expose. Now we got to come out from the bushes. And God just simply said, hey, who told you you was naked? What are you doing hiding? Did you do what I told you not to do? Well, you know who spoke up first. Well, that woman you gave me, (laughs) you gave me that woman. I don't know why it's always the woman's fault. Listen, we men, listen, we're as guilty as the woman. Hello? Hello? We are. We're all sinners in the eyes of God. Some of us are saved sinners. Some of us are still lost sinners. But nevertheless, we are sinners. The Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. So because of their sin, first thing that happened, they had to move. They were driven out of the garden. King Adam no more was king. You see, God put him say, here and gave him everything, all the animals, everything. It's amazing to me how he could just have everything in the grips of his hands and then lose it all. You know, life is that way. 
You can think you've got the world by the tail. Oh, we got money in the bank. Our house is paid for. Our cars are paid for. We got a good job. When you start putting things down on a list, where does God fit in that list? They tell me, I don't do this, okay, that you can look at a person's checkbook and see where God fits in. I told you this before, and I'll not tell you an amount how the, the, uh, the guy that takes care of all our monies said, I don't see how you, Lynn, are living. You're giving away more than you're making. I was shocked when I got the church's report. I had no idea. See, God takes stuff and multiplies it. God does it. I, not, I'm bragging on myself or land. God takes that which we give and he multiplies it. All it takes is a life worthy, a life that lives before God, a life that's consecrated to the Lord Jesus Christ in whatever he gives. But Adam and Eve sinned. They had to move. So Adam was no longer king. Then comes Jesus. King of kings, Lord of lords. Can you imagine? I, I, I don't have any idea, okay? And nothing's in the scripture of the conversation that he and his father had when he was fixing to leave home like us fathers might do today, son. You realize you're fixing to take a big step. You're fixing to get married. You're no longer gonna live here. You're gonna establish your own home. So I don't know what kind of conversation our father might have had with his son Jesus prior to his leaving heaven coming to this earth. But I'm satisfied, knowing all things, he shared with him what would, what would take place, how and where he would be born, how he would grow up, and all of his life and whatever would be taking place in his life. And son, finally, I hate to tell you, you're going to die. It's going to be a horrible death. But don't worry, I'm going to be with you. And then I think of that one brief moment when Jesus hanging on the cross, dying for you and me, cried out to his father, why have you One reason, only reason that God turned his back on his son is because God cannot look at sin. That's why Jesus died. You can't see through blood. Blood's thicker than water, okay? This bubble that's in this eye that's just jiggling around here, just floating around, if I get it still and hold my hand up there, it's like a magnifying glass. I can see the, even the little tiny crevices, whatever, in my hand. Blood, though, you can't see through blood. Jesus died for your sins, my sins, and when God looks at our life, he does not see our sins. He only sees the blood that's been applied. Hello? That is nothing short of an amazing miracle. How can a God who knows everything not know my past sins if I have asked for forgiveness? Only God. Only God. What a king. He's coming back one day as king, as Lord. The Bible says every knee is going to bow Every tongue is going to confess that he's Jesus to the, to the glory of God the Father. Not only bowing our knees and confessing, but we are going to see him with our eyes. The Bible says we'll see him as he is. And we will be just like him.
The third king the Bible makes mention of or, or is about is King David because he wrote the psalm. And I, I'll go back to verse 4. What is man? Don't you imagine that little David, as he began to grow up, began to think, hey, what's ahead of my life? What, what is in this life for me? The first encounter that I think about David is when he came before uh, the giant, the Philistine giant, Goliath. And old Goliath, he's bowing up out there and he's loaded down with all of his armor. And they tried to suit up little David with all this armor. And he got him suited up and probably said, son, what do you think? How do you feel? <laughs> Man, I can't move. I can't, I can't go out there with this. But son, you can't go out there with this without this armor on. Yes, I can. Because I'll go in the name of the Lord. I'll go under his authority. I'll go under his power. That's where you and I are. Get this armor off that's hindering us from following the Lord. Now, I'm not talking about the armor of God and all the things that the Bible talks about putting on. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the physical things. Listen, the physical things that keeps you and me from doing what's right. From doing what's right. You feel lonely sometimes? Hey, it's easy to do. You know why we feel lonely sometimes? It's because the devil sees to it. The devil says, hey, you ain't really got nobody. You, you, you ain't got a soul that cares about you. Your phone has it rung all day. You haven't got a card in the mail all week. Nobody cares about you. I have the right, I have the authority to tell the devil, yes, I do. It's God, my heavenly father. It's Jesus, my brother, that cares for me. You don't see him, but I know he's here. I know he's present. So David said, get this stuff off of me. Well, they took it off. and said, you can't do it. He said, you watch. You watch. As he walked out there and faced that giant, and the giant said, what is this? What is this little runt doing out here? And I'm calling for a battle. I'm calling for a fight. I'm going to feed you to the dogs. David says, let me tell you something. I'm here on the authority of God. I'm here under the power of God. And I will see you dead and cut your head off. And hey, reached in there and got that one little stone. Put in his little slingshot. You know, I remember them slingshots. I got in trouble over them things. Mm, there's no telling how many windows I messed up. David pulls that sling out. He places that stone in there and he begins to turn. I don't know how many times he turned. He turned just enough to send that stone to put the lights out in the giant. Bible said he hit him. Boom. He hit the ground. David pounced up on him and chopped his head off. Hey, can you beat that? There he lay. No, the Bible don't say that David turned around and said, See, I told you what I could do. Uh-uh, no. He said, You see what the Lord allowed me to do and it boosted up the whole crowd because of one little guy who says, I'm going in the name of the Lord. 
Now, there's been some changes around here lately because we have new people coming in. We have people who are saying, hey, I'll take that position. Let me help do this or let me help do that. And you see the results in coming through our little children's ministry. As you heard other uh, Sunday night, 29 little children. If your little child's not in that group, you should get that child in that group. Can you imagine what's going to come out of these little bitty children? What does it say there? Somebody, oh, verse 2. Out of the mouth of babes, babies, and little ones hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. That person that wants to get back at you, God knows. And I've heard people say, and I've said it, I'll get with them, I'll get to them if it's the last thing I do. That's the wrong attitude, even though we feel that and we feel like that's what we have to do. Listen, God's going to take care of all these things. It may not happen in your life or mine, but he will get around to it. In fact, my God is the only one that has around to it. And he will get around to judging your life, my life, and all these people who you think is against you. Again, think about that giant. Loaded. For bad, loaded with all the armor. No way David could could humanly take his life. No way. With that little stone that God created. Oh well. Well, we know what King Adam he failed. David failed. You won't read about his life. Hey, he was an adulterer. He did. Got a man drunk on purpose. Then had him killed on purpose. But the Bible then turns around, <clears throat> excuse me, turns around and says that David was a man after God's own heart. That simply means to me, David, even in spite of all the sin he committed, his, his mind, his eyes said, you need to get back to serving the Lord. And he kept on till he got back. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse my heart and hear my prayer, Lord. It ought to be what we say every day because of sin. Now, you can't live a perfect life. Forget it. You know, I do the best I can. I can't live perfect. Lynn does the best she can. She can't live perfect. So we've got two imperfect people living in an imperfect house. By the way, I had a leak. Well, when it's raining, you can't fix it, right? And when it ain't raining, you don't need to fix it. Hey, I'm covered either way. But you know what? In the back of my mind, I know it's there. I know it's there. And it's going to be there until I fix it. Sin is the same way. Well, I'll, I'll tend to it when I go to church. Well, I can't go today, it's raining. I, I can't go tomorrow. I've got to work next Sunday. I've got to do this, I've got to do that, and keep putting things off. I thank God that we can bow on our knees. We can even bow just our head. We don't even have to close our eyes and ask God, have mercy on me, forgive me of my sins. And he said he hears the cries of his children and will forgive their sins and heal their land. That surroundings where we are. I don't know where, I don't know why, I only know God, okay? I haven't referred to nothing I had down today, but that's all right. Uh, how, 
how do we allow Jesus to reign in our life? Let me give you these few little short things and we've done. First of all, if we're going to let him reign in our life, have his way, we've got to know him as our Savior. So I want you to ask yourself right now, am I saved or am I lost? Only you and God know. Oh, you can say, hey, I'm a Christian, I'm saved. But then you look at your life, does it match up with what you're saying, okay? So if you don't want the Lord to reign in your life, you've got to belong to Jesus. You've got to yield yourself. Secondly, you've got to yield yourself to it. Lord, what do you want out of me? Okay? What do you want out of me? In the back of this Bible, there's a bunch of names of lost people. And there's a bunch of names in that lost crowd. The date is out beside them when they got saved. I've told you this. I'll tell you one more quick time. I don't like Walmart. I don't like to go to Walmart. Now, I don't mind you picking something up for me, but I don't want to go. The other night, we had to go by and get some groceries. We had three little ones with us that had been promised they'd get something. You know, you can get about anything you want out of a young one if you're going to get something. We're in Walmart. We're just strolling along. There. All of a sudden, here was two people that I haven't seen. I, I don't know when. It's been years as soon as I saw him, I thought about my Bible. His name's in here. Before we parted ways, I said, I called his name. I said, uh, when are you going to do it? He knew what I was talking about. He said, I'm getting closer. I said, listen, I don't want you to leave this world and not know Jesus. I want you saved. I said, I, I, said, I want you to know I love you or I wouldn't even mention it. We're right in the middle of Walmart. Traffic just going. We started to part ways. I said, call me. He put his fist up like this, and we done just like that. I'm waiting for the phone call. You need a list of lost people that you're working with. Oh, I didn't pressure him. I didn't push him. That would have been the wrong thing to do. He knew because I had talked to him before. He knew. All their kids are groaning left home now. His wife goes, keeps going to church, and he don't go. I just pray for him that God will open him eyes, okay? You want, you want Christ to reign in your heart, you've got to know him, you've got to yield to him. You've got to depend on the Spirit of God to lead you. I don't, listen, I don't know where I ought to be all the time. I don't know what I'm supposed to say all the time. So I have to depend on the Spirit of God. And what words I say sometimes might hurt somebody, but it's out of heart of love. A fourth thing, you you got to live for God's glory, not mine. I ain't no use living for my glory. I don't have any. I live for his glory, his honor. And we got to trust him every day with this life because, hey, this life will soon be over. The only thing that's going to matter is what I have done for and with Jesus. What is man? What is woman? What is a boy? What is a girl? It's whatever you want to be for God because when it's all over, I'm not going to have to stand before Lynn. She's not going to have to stand before me, but we are going to stand before God. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch hearts, touch lives. Lord, may your will be done. God, I thank you for this word from Psalm 8. I thank you for David. I thank you for Jesus. Lord, I thank you for Adam. You, you created him first in your image. 
Lord, I thank you for the words that were spoken, for the image that was put forth, for, the, for the, um, all the things that led up to my salvation. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And Lord, without you, I know I am nothing, but with you, I know I can do all things because you are the strength. I pray that you'd bless every home that's represented in here this morning. If anyone needs to come forward, God, give them the courage to walk the aisle today. For whatever reason, they need to come. And Lord, we'll thank you and praise you, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.